So, so dude, did you see the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer? Yes. What do you think? I think if a video game is more than 18 months away, I don't care. Oh, right. You're not a gamer. I forgot. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, I'm excited. It's just by that point, I don't even know if I'm going to have any time to be gaming. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I know like, what you mean. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. Especially but, um, that kind of game. Um, that That's the kind of game you sink hours of your life into. Yeah, which is funny because like I've never played a Grand Theft Auto game. Ever? Uh, never. Uh, you never played I've GTA played... 3? Never. So, I don't know. Never, that blows never, my never, mind. Never fell into that hole. I own GTA 5 because they gave it away on Epic Games during the pandemic, but I never downloaded it and I never opened it. So, yeah. What I played a couple fuck? of... I played a couple of Rockstar games. Like I played, uh, I, I, I play Eleanor, uh, but that's about it. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the last significant Grand, uh, Rockstar game to come out was probably Red Dead Redemption. Am I right? Yeah, two. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption two in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then shit, man, it's been four years. I, am I wrong to say that there's like too much time in between releases? Am I being unreasonable? I think uh, I, I like that there's a lot of time because that avoids crunch time. Um, but there's still crunch. I know there was a lot of uh, controversy surrounding uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and all the crunch. I had no idea really about that one. But um, no, I I there's a quote by Shigeru Miyamoto. Do, do you know who that guy is? Uh, he's named. I'm sure you're about to tell me where I should know him from. He created Mario. That's it. Uh, okay. Uh, Fair. uh, I mean, he also created Zelda. He also created like a ton of other things. He's basically, you know, the he's Godfather. the Walt Disney of Nintendo, pretty much. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he has a quote. Where he said, a delayed game is eventually good, a rush game is forever bad. And I think that pretty much captures everything. I'm not, I, I think, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they go overboard. Because look, look, I'm, I'm running it through. And if you take out like anniversary editions and all that bullshit, mm -hmm. it goes Grand Theft Auto 2025, Red Dead Redemption 2 2018, technically 2018. Yeah. Um, and then before that, there was Grand Theft Auto Five in 2013. Yeah, like it's over ten years now. <laughs> like, god damn! And then Max Payne 2012. Like, maybe it's just me, but in the old systems, it seemed like they were working with more things, but maybe they weren't straining themselves as much. I don't know. Yeah, but games are also like atom bombs now. <laughs> like they're. Yeah, they're wow. fucking amazing. So yeah, I mean, I just ask because I know you played the fifth one like for a bit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's cool that there was an announcement. I don't know if this will be my first GTA. I don't know. Like you said, it's like eighteen months away. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought, hey, it's kind of cool that like a lot of people were waiting for it. So that's cool. Um, did, did you ever see the documentary uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, the boy who lived. Yeah. Not yet, but it's on my list. Did, it, did you see it? Yeah. Don't. 
<laughs> he, I, I promise you, he is not the problem. Uh, God, what's it called? Is it not horns? This army man. It was made for television by the BBC, and you can tell, like, game changers. That's what's called, dude. It is not good, like at all. Like they like the documentary. It, it's not. It's kind of. It's like a bio. They try to do kind of like a biopic slash documentary, um, but it's it's not good. Like there's so much controversy behind it, but mm-hmm. they they don't go. You know about the controversies of Grand Theft Auto, I assume. Like the, wait wait wait, wait. I thought you were talking about like the new documentary that came out about like the guy that worked on the Harry Potter movies and he almost died and like. Oh no 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 no! I'm talking about uh, the the biopic slash documentary from about Grand Theft Auto. Oh, that one. <clears throat> no, I, I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, don't don't. I got my hands on it, watched it, wasted the fucking time. Jesus, it's so bad and the. It has Bill Paxton in it. Do you understand that? It has Danny Radcliffe and Bill Paxton, and somehow it sucked. I find that hard to believe. Bill Paxton is a bomb of charisma. Like they never have them in the same room. And even if it's like that's not true, cave it. It's fine. Like sh- shut up and make it happen because that's what we want to see. Or whatever. Jesus. But anyway, um, I'll be honest with you. I was more excited about the Kong versus Godzilla. Sorry, Kong. Oh yeah, Kong X, Kong X Godzilla. Yes, yeah. uh, the New Empire. Have you seen that trailer? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I saw it on my phone, just the way that Adam Woodgard intended. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> half, half, I was halfway through the trailer, <laughs> and I stopped it because I was at work, and I was like, "I'm gonna go back home and watch this on my big 55 inch TV." Um, <laughs> really. Yeah, and then so I stopped the trailer and I went back to work. And when I finished, I came back here and I watched it on on that TV that's behind me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I am pumped. When does this come out? Is it like February, March? When does it I, come out? I think May. I want to say. I want to say May. Christ. I might be wrong. Jesus Godzilla X um, calling the New Empire. Man, I, that's gonna be a great dessert. No, April. It's coming out in April. Oh hell yeah. That's gonna be some great dessert. Mm-hmm. Because all right, when are you watching Godzilla minus one? Uh, probably at the end of the month because that's when it comes out here. Okay, whenever you watch it, we need to do a podcast review because I'm not gonna tell yeah. you what happens, but it's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Question. go watch my video review. Question: Is Godzilla minus one a uh, Shin Godzilla sequel, or does it is it by itself? No, it's by itself. Okay. It it's a borderline remake slash like new film of the original, which is the first time that's ever happened. Okay. Like seventy years, that's... they've never touched the original. Okay. No, I, I I'm excited for that one. I am trying to avoid any kind of like trailer or anything. I am like avoiding all this because I do. I am excited for it. I do. I, I do want to see it. Yeah. I have a lot of fun facts for you. Whenever we whenever we do the review, I'm gonna be like, "Did you know this? Did you know that? Did you know this? Did you know?" Oh yeah. man, I got stories for days. I'm excited. Uh, uh, the thing is that it comes out the same day as the Boy and the Heron here. Let's do so both. They, Fuck it, I'm down. So let's do both. Here's the thing: I might, I'm because it comes out 28 here. Uh-huh. I just might do. I just might double feature it. Like, Let me know. Fucking, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Down. We'll do both. Uh, Boy in the Heron came out there already, so you can see it already in theaters. But 
I want, but those are gonna, two are going to come out here the same day. So we'll see. I do want to see both of them. But Boy in the Heron, I'm super excited because it's Miyazaki. He came out of retirement for the third time. And um, and it's based on a book that I've actually read, like an actual Japanese <laughs> fiction book that I've actually read. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It technically comes out in the U.S. on Friday, but they have a special early screening on Thursday. So we'll see about that. Also, did you see the voice cast for the English stuff? Oh, yeah. Robert, I don't understand why the fuck Robert Patton's there, but all right, cool. Robert Pattinson is the Heron. Who plays the boy? Um, let, let me guess, Tom Holland. Uh, no, no, fuck that. I'm just being funny. Okay, Tom he Holland plays the great already, Heron. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the trailer for this and you listen to Robert Pattinson's voice of the Heron, he is another, he transformed. Like, Jesus Christ, what he did with his voice is incredible. Let's see, we got William Defoe, Dave Bautista. They got Mark Hamill, Christian. God damn, this this voice cast. Yeah, everyone wants to work with Ghibli. That's the thing. I wonder, did they do the voice uh, recording during um, the actor strike? Because I know international films were not struck. I think that was. I think that was before. I think. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it was always a plan for it to come out like around the ah. summer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cast did manage for the English collaboration with Studio Ghibli uh, because they adhered to the SAG foreign dubbing agreement during the strike. They were allowed to record. The English cast was allowed uh, to record during the strike. Hell yeah. That's See, see what you get when you pay your people? Like, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so good for yeah. them. Good, for, good them. for them. Good for G-Kids. Good for Ghibli. Good for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh let's see the 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 Godzilla uh, Kong the New Empire trailer. Is Are you out. watching Monarch? Uh, yes, actually, I have. Have you finished it? No, it's not out yet. Oh no, it's the... it's I'm up to date, but no, they didn't release the whole thing in one shot. It's not going to finish. Oh January. okay. Oh okay. No, I I I had no idea. Um, I haven't started it, but I'm. The episodes that's, are long. That's gonna share continuity with the American movies, right? Yes. Yeah. So Toho the prequel, based... right? Yeah. Yeah. So. As yeah. I understand it, Toho's idea is that they're going to have their own Japanese Godzilla while the Americans have Legendary. Because they're making money off both properties. Godzilla yeah. Minus One actually made $20 million in the American box office, which is the largest haul that an international Godzilla has ever had. Way more than Shin Godzilla. And also, it was made for like, what, $15, $20 million? $15 like, million. Dollars. And somehow the Jesus CGI Christ. looks better in this film than it does in some Marvel films. Jesus And Christ. DC. I'll throw myself under the fucking bus. Yeah, but that's like, it's not. Yeah, fucking, it's not. Fucking, you threw me a goddamn right hook when you're like, still more people than saw the Flash. That's not the point. I know it's not the point. <laughs> like you're just you're just throwing you're just throwing muffs for muffs' sake. Yeah. Let me see yeah. how much the Flash made two hundred seventy million dollars. I feel like we've been too chummy on this on this podcast the, the entire year. I feel like we're missing some jabs, honestly. I mean, we let's watch a pat. Okay, here's one jab. Captain Marvel, uh, sorry, the Marvels will f- destroy the MCU. There you go. I don't, there, I don't think so. There's my my uh, incel uh, opinion. <laughs> JK, fuck those guys. Um, yeah. No, I think the Marvels could have been better if they just let the fucking director do what she actually wanted to do. She came out saying that she kind of yeah. had to adhere to Marvel. If you want to know how yeah. good the Marvels could have been, though, Go check out my video on our YouTube channel where I rewrote 
the Marvels. It actually came out pretty good. All right. Well, leaving leaving you all with homework as as, as the episodes started. How <laughs> much how, how much time have we been talking? Like 15, 20 minutes? Uh, I would say about 15 minutes. Uh you All wanna right. talk you wanna talk about this movie? Yeah, let's jump away from giant monsters and box office and other shit and let's talk about those girls getting their periods. We are so not qualified for this, you know that, right? Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. Uh, unfortunately, I'm Eddie. Reviewing Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, and this is The Rollback. Discovering who you are is a journey that lasts a lifetime. When her family moves from the city to the suburbs, 11-year-old Margaret navigates new friends, feelings, and the beginning of adolescence. So this is the new movie directed by Kelly Freeman Craig, who previously directed The Edge of Seventeen, a great coming-of-age uh, movie starring Holly Steinfeld. Now she's doing an adaptation of the classic novel Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom, a book that came out 50 years ago and somehow still remains relevant. Uh, starring Rachel McAdams, Avi Ryder-Fortson, Kathy Bates, Ellie Graham, Benny Safdie, and other colorful characters. So this is a coming of age story takes place in the seventies and it stars a pretty likable cast. And it's basically just, an, it's not an end of the world movie. It's not a uh, super dramatic movie. It's just living a couple of days with this family as they start to get adjusted into life in the suburbs, uh, as well as this girl entering adolescence and dealing with things like boys, friends, family, and even religion. So I don't know if you knew about this book. I don't know if you knew that it existed. I did not. I'll be honest with you. And I remember yep. the trailers coming out earlier in the year, and I was just very, that's fine. I'm not going to watch it, but I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. You, um, you didn't think like, oh, this is a thing that Chema's going to force me to watch later in the year. It's going to. Honestly, gonna... I would have been surprised. I'm not going to lie to you. You, <laughs> you have, and this is not a bad thing. You have an obsession with coming of age stories. That's not a bad I thing. I do have. Which is true. It's true, and it's not. It's not a bad thing. I do have a thing. It, it, it's my favorite genre. It's like my favorite thing. I love coming of age stories, and this book. I mean, I'll be honest. I have not read the book, but mostly because it doesn't feel like it's for me. Like it is for like the teenage girls, um, in a good way. I, I I feel like that term is usually used derogatory. Not not in this case. Uh, but I am. I I did see the documentary on Judy Bloom, which is called Judy Bloom Forever. It came out also earlier in the year. And I love her story. Like she wrote this book super young based on her own childhood. And basically just as a way of being like, hey, these things happen, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. And this story this is a thing that even though it's like real, it deserves to be told in order for other people to be aware of what's going to happen. And I don't know if you know this, but this book, when it first came out in the 70s, which is when the story takes place, was challenged and yeah. loved at the same time. Because like... People adored it. It has never gone out of print. It's still considered a classic. And even to this day, 50 years later, it's still a challenge book. Like a lot of high schools don't do, do not allow to carry it because it allow because it's a book that asks questions, important questions for both teenagers and adults, in my opinion. 
Um, and because of that, Judy Bloom was very protective of the book. She, she's like, I'm not going to let a book, a, a movie be made until I can know that it's good. And finally, she leaves this in the hands of Kelly Freeman Craig and James Brooks. And we have this movie come out of it. Uh, it dropped into like uh, our HBO uh, Max account. So that's how I got to see it. Um, oh, I had to buy it. It was not on my HBO. Oh, Jesus. Well, it wasn't HBO's here. Eh, it was um, five bucks. It's fine. I rented it for five bucks. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. So, I did not illegally download it. You're welcome. Good. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this is, that's the movie. That's what we're stake here. And we're, we'll talk about more plot points and everything. You said you didn't have a lot to say about this one. So I'd like you to go first. What do you think? Just your initial thoughts on Not that um, I don't have a lot to say about it. I think as we run through the story, maybe I'll find more to say. Um, I'll say this though. I, I acknowledged as soon as the movie was over, it's not Hans Zimmer did the music. God damn, is he overqualified for this? Uh, <laughs> that is not a shot of this film, but a man who normally does 200, $300 million blockbusters did the music for Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. Yeah. Um, but no, this movie, it doesn't feel like it's for me. And that's fine. Like I'm not bashing it. I'm, I'm just saying like, I understand that there are barriers there, big moments, significant moments that are not going to hit hard for me because, uh, again, not trying to be controversial. I'm just being honest when I say this. I'm This movie targeted at young girls that are approaching womanhood, right? It challenges what that means. How do you act? How do you carry yourself? Those big moments between a mother and a daughter that can only happen between the two of them. In the same way that there are significant moments in a young boy's life that he can only share with his father, you know, because they can understand one another. Like, hey, I understand, like, you're scared to fight. Like, I, I went through that when I was your age. Things like that, you know, or growing older, learning to deal with your temper. You know, that, there are barriers there that that won't allow me to fully encapsulate what's going on here. But from an outsider's perspective, understanding that these are significant moments, even if I don't understand them, I know they are. Um, also, someone who does want to be a father someday, like this shit is somewhat terrifying when you think like, if I have a daughter, this is what she has to go through. Fuck this. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I was yeah. hoping you would have grasped that by, by, by the time we watched Lady Bird. And then mm -hmm. here we are. Here we are again. <laughs> I feel like Lady Bird was a little more relatable because it wasn't about that part as far as womanhood and, and you know, period and all that stuff. Lady Bird, I felt like, was more about growing as an individual person, something that's a more universal message, yeah. you know, versus this where, granted, the, the, the whole part of the administration and your breasts and all that, that's, you know, on one different side. One is general, one is not. Again, I'm not bashing yeah. the film i want to be very clear i'm just saying i'm acknowledging that there's a difference between the two i really liked ladybird because i could relate more because she had issues with her mom and her dad she there was a lot of quarreling there and i get that like i fought with my parents that's a lie i fought with my dad growing up so i could understand where the characters in ladybird were coming from what about you though what did you think of this film i know you have a lot more to say I will be very direct. I thought this movie was incredibly delightful. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was, I was in awe. Like I, 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 I found it like, uh, like yeah. I also cannot uh, fully 
relate to this. You know, I did not grow up uh, a, a, a preteen girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, just because I can relate to it doesn't mean I can't really enjoy that journey that I'm being taken with. And that's what I really like about this one. Uh, first of all, the cast, uh, uh, the main girl played by Abby Ryder Fortune. I think she won all of our hearts in the first two Ant-Man movies. Like, uh, oh my god, she's Peanut. Yeah, she's Peanut. That that's yeah. Why did they recast her? They should have kept her. Because <laughs> damn it, man, it's time jump. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think she won all of our hearts in the first two Ant-Man movies. Like, like when the Ant-Man movies start, and you're like, you're like, she's the daughter that he needs to like, imp- she needs to make happy. We're like, man, I get it. Like, I like, I would also. You know, want to protect this child like uh, like as much as possible. Uh, yeah. So I think she's like the perfect person to lead this this, this kind of character, this role. Uh, and then with her is Rachel McAdams who plays the mom. And this is probably my favorite performance that she has ever done. And really? she has no end of good performances. She can be funny. She can be dramatic. She can be everything. I think she's just. Like this is the one performance that it never feels like a performance. Like I, she really disappeared into this into this role. I don't know if I was if it was the hair, what she was wearing, or 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 what. But oh my god, every movement, every line, everything that she said. This is Academy Award nomination level of performance, in my opinion, because uh, it, it's not like oh crying on the couch. It's not oh super dramatic. It's so real. And it comes up in so many scenes. There's a great scene where uh, where Margaret randomly asks her mom, like, hey, how, how come we see, like, my paternal grandma, but I never see your parents, like like our grandma? And I feel like in, in, in real life or in any other movie, her, her mom would be like, uh, ice cream? Yeah. And just like, yeah. And just like, all right, let's, let's fuck up for a couple hours. But no, she actually, like, sits down. And it's like, well, and she starts explaining, like, well, I grew up uh, this religion. Your dad is Jewish. So we decided that, you know, my parents decided that they love the religion more than they love me. So that's what they decided to do. And that's why I don't see. And like, she's very open. And like, there's a great scene where like, she's the daughter is trying to like, kind of make sense of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I like that they sit down and have that conversation. It's respectful. It's patient. It's like uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 taking it's taking it's being aware that your kid has to understand this. You know, they, they, he she has to 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 get through this maybe earlier than other people. And mm-hmm. uh, and I like that they have those scenes. So uh, God, Richard McCann is freaking perfect in this. And also, there's Kathy Bates who plays the grandma who plays. Uh, she's, she's awesome she's awesome like she she's she has no end also of good performances and for a role that really demanded very little of her she really gave it her all like she really feels like uh she feels i, I don't know if this makes sense she feels like a person she's an actress that can do like period pieces like she can do like she she it, 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 she can do like future movies she can do past movies like she she really fits every era uh, she has one of those faces, I guess. Um, I completely agree. She just she fits everywhere. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how, but, but she does. She's she's that talented and she's that natural at it. So when she plays like uh, this very needy grandma that like is constantly calling, like 
Hey, you said that she was going to leave school at 3.15. It's 3.30. Why isn't she home yet? It takes her Why less than 10 minutes to, her to get yet? home. Why can't I talk to her yet? Where is she? And then I like that there's a funny moment where like the, the mom is talking to her on the phone and she's like, uh, well, she's almost here. Like, what's up with you? And then the grandma's like, well, I read somewhere that if you don't see, you know, your relatives pretty often, you die faster. So I had a good run. Like, like <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Like, it, it's so real, like, so realistic. Like I, I, I have grandmas like this. Like it's, it's, uh, I, I, I know what they are. So it's, it's so natural. Like the movie just feels so natural. Something about the lighting too. Uh, and Benny Safdie, who plays the dad, who usually plays really insane characters or directs pretty insane movies. Um, uh, it's kind of great that he kind of let himself like have a moment to just play like a natural, really loving dad. Because between Good Time and he was in Oppenheimer this year, uh, he was just in The Curse. Like, uh, it's so random. Like, he just managed to, like, find time to squeeze a little project like this. So um, I like this family, you know. I like uh, how we got to see them go through a little bit of drama. But I like how the parents were always very respectful of their kid. And, like, they would sit down and talk to her directly. And, like, they would find out solutions. They, they, they would find out ways to work around problems. And um, I don't know. It it felt like uh, I I would like to say that this this is a this is like a thing that you would see every day, but sadly not. I feel like this is this is a good example of what good communication in a good family should be, mm-hmm. and I like to see it represented because I would like to see it out in the world. So if this movie can help both kids not feel afraid to talk to their parents and also parents do not be afraid to explain complex things to your kids and be respectful of their intelligence. Mm-hmm. Then this movie did a great job by just by, just by fact of existing. Do you think so? Do you think part of the greatness of this film is the relatability, the general relatability as far as like, like at the beginning, her family's moving. And I'd say most yeah. kids I've had that moment of like, but I don't want to leave. All my friends are here. You know, my we live here. This is my home. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting that, coming to a new spot, making new friends, uh, being peer pressured. We have a scene where they have this stupid spin the bottle game, mm-hmm. you know, with the classmates and everything. I feel like parts of that story are very generally relatable to everyone because that those scenes made me laugh. Or like the, yeah. the candor, what was her name? Nancy Wheeler. Yeah. When she says... Oh, we live at the bigger house down the street. Like, okay, fuck you. Go, go, go play, but fuck you. I just, I just want that on the record. Fuck you. Yeah. Now, now go play. Um, little things like that. Um, I found really, really relatable. And then, oh, the complicatedness of um, of the grandparents. I mean, oh yeah. Um, oh God. So the movie has this like a constant uh, thing going on where um, a question of religion. Yeah, she's questioning religion. She's trying to talk to God. So she talks to God, like she, like, uh, like, or, or, or just like kind of praying, kind of just generally just saying uh, how she's feeling and maybe if she could get some help and everything. There, hence mm-hmm. the title of the movie. Um, there's a there's a great uh, also recurring uh, theme, which is uh, the teacher in her school which is a uh it's a first-time teacher and is very op- uh, open about it 
Mm-hmm. Like he's constantly just saying, like, all right, it's my first year, you know, be nice. Like I'm doing my best here. And like you can tell that that everything that that that, that he's in, he wants to do his job and do it right. So he mm-hmm. he makes an assignment, which I've never seen a year-long assignment or essay due for high for middle schoolers, but okay. Uh, it was the 70s, I guess it was different. Like different in time. college makes sense, but like uh but like in middle school, okay. Uh, so it's like asking a big question, you know, what's really important. And, uh, she, uh, so he suggests like, Hey, why don't you do it about religion? Because you said that you had questions about that. So maybe you could try, you know, do an experiment and everything. And she's into that, you know, she wants to, she, you could tell she has a natural curiosity for the world. And I like that the teacher reflects that, like, there's a great, beautiful scene at the end where she kind of goes up to him and be like, you did a great job, sir. Like in your first year, like it's, uh, it was such a rewarding moment. And you can tell that it's almost like a parallel, like it's her first time, you know, being a teenager. It's his first time being a teacher. Like it's a it's a way of showing that like we never really stop having our first something. Mm-hmm. And um and I like how it was portrayed from that to the kids, to the parents, to the grandparents. Um, being a teenager is fucking insane. <laughs> so the fact that this showed it like that, I don't know. I felt seen, I mean, not seen, but like I felt. I felt empathy watching this movie and mm-hmm. uh, like, like not empathy towards the character, but like the movie felt like it was empathetic towards like the viewer. This is almost like a warm hug made into a movie. <laughs> like it's, uh, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like it's such a feel good movie. And the fact that it's a studio movie, like Sony made this, uh, like it's not an A24. It's not a, an indie movie. Like it's a, it's an almost $30 million a movie that was made for theaters and I almost forget that studios can still do movies like that, you know? It feels like everything is either like 300 million uh, uh, blockbuster or uh, super like indie couple million dollars, say 24 uh, really weird indie movie. And Get some pocket change, make it work. Yeah, and this is a good middle ground. And I forget... And I'm always afraid because I'm always thinking like those movies feel like they're going to disappear, you know, little by little. I feel like those movies are going to disappear, and we're only going to have one one or the other. And I don't yeah. want to have one or the other. I want to have everything, you know. And that's why it sucks that this movie kind of bombed. It only made like twenty one million dollars back. Yeah, um, which sucks. Um, I don't think I think there were a lot of factors. I, I don't think it was promoted right. I think it's a hard movie to promote too. And also, it happened like right, I think, along the time the the, the strike was about to go down. So I don't think that helped. Um, You're not allowed to promote it, probably. Yeah, but this is not a movie that you need. You, you like you didn't need to send this little girl to eat hot wings with that guy. You didn't have that shit would have been entertaining though. <laughs> it would have been fucking entertaining, but like you didn't have to do that. But like this is one of those movies that I hope like the book finds its audience and I hope that it it, it keeps uh it keeps uh it stays in the conversation in like the coming of age movies to show kids and adults I think mm-hmm. um because I don't want to I I don't want this to be buried I really want this movie to be remembered and I'm happy that Judy Bloom got a really good adaptation out of her book she's even in the movie she has like a little cameo um oh, part uh, it's like a quick little scene when they're moving. We see like a shots of the neighbors walking around. She's one of the neighbors that's walking around. She doesn't. Huh. She doesn't talk or anything. Yeah. Um. Okay. But yeah, it's cool that she got like a little cameo there. Um. Damn, she is old. She is eighty-five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> like I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean it that way. It's just like, man, like she she's she's seen it all. She she legitimately she saw us go uh, to the moon. <laughs> she saw the first <laughs> window. <laughs> she, <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I apologize for nothing. Um, oh my god! <laughs> you know, one thing I did want to say though, the part I, I maybe I can speak to this better because I've mm-hmm. I've seen it. The whole part where the in laws all get together and there's a little bit of like territorialness. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. hilarious, but also that's really fucking accurate. Yeah, um, extremely. <clears throat> like the part where. uh where I forgot what's her name. Uh Sylvia, the, the mother-in-law, takes uh takes Margaret to Temple without yeah. asking. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a fight that two parents would have. Like, can't believe she didn't yeah. ask us first. What the fuck? In um, that, yeah, in that way, um, yes, but also one, uh, I do like that the way that it was shown was uh she didn't force her, like Margaret was like, I'm curious, can you take me? Like just uh Sure, she takes it as like, oh my god, she's finally like turned. Like obviously yeah. she wants to, like, yeah. But uh, she's like so proud. Movie. She's telling everyone in the temple, it's yeah. my granddaughter. It's my it's granddaughter. granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can tell that 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 really means like a lot to her. Uh, but I like that that we're we're seeing it from Margaret's perspective. Like she sees it almost like an experiment. Like oh, she's experimenting with all these different like ways to express religion. And I like that she sees it like a kid would. Like like she, she's like. This is kind of boring. Like this is, like, <laughs> like I thought. She, she even says, like, I thought I would feel something. It's, I don't feel anything. Like, am I doing it wrong? Because, like, I've thought about that. Like, I, I've been in church and I've been like, is this a part where I feel something? Because I, I'm not. I, I don't know why. Um, and it makes you think. It makes you think. Like, are we all thinking that? Or like. Is there something wrong with me because I can't feel it, you know? And these are yeah. all things that a kid thinks. And the fact that they're portrayed like that. And I like that she goes to different churches and she goes to one is like, this is kind of the same, but the music in this one is better. Like, it's, it's exactly <laughs> what a kid would think. And um, and I think it's important for, that, that. that's why I was like, adults should see this because you don't know that your kid is thinking this. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, sometimes they'll they'll, they'll they'll be like, "Well, we go to she, my kid goes to church, so they're good." It's like your kid goes to church and is bored, like like they're uh, going because you're going, you know. I have a confession: when I used to go to church when I was younger, yeah, that was when I made make believe time. I remember Buzz Lightyear was always fighting all the little evil robots that were all around the church during church. I would pretend that a little guy was skateboarding at the, uh, across the pews. Like he was. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's not, uh, it's not that far off. So in those, in that sense, that's when the movie, I think was at the most relatable when she would go to those, to the, all the different temples and be like, I don't get, <laughs> like she wants to, you can tell that she wants to, but it's, you can't force this upon a kid, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, props. I think the most unrealistic thing about this film is how incredible uh, Barbara and uh, Herb communicate with their daughter. I think that's the most unrealistic thing. Is like they treat her with respect, and they they expect her to understand like complex things. Props. Yeah. Um. Because she is challenged. She is challenged more than once. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, they it works. They have that one big blowout fight 
um, between the in-laws and the parents about religion. And it's it's unfortunate. Like, I understood where Herb was coming from when he's, he's mad about the letter. He's like, I remember how much they made you suffer. So, yeah, I'm not okay with this. If we're going to do it, fine. But I'm not okay with it. Yeah. And, uh, and... and Kathy Bates comes running. She's like, no, fuck this. I'm going there. Because she knows. She knows that. And it's unfortunate. That's probably another realistic, very realistic thing about this is the fact that breaks like that in families have happened over stupid ass reasons. Oh, you're not my same religion. You're not my daughter no more. Fuck the 18 years, you know, we spent together. All those great memories of taking you camping and, you know, raising you as, you know, you were a young girl. Fuck all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that the movie dares, like the book, to acknowledge that and talk about that and be direct about it mm-hmm. and force you, the viewer, to put yourself in the situation, in this very awkward situation, um, it makes you root for Margaret because it's like she explodes at them and be, and, and is like, I don't even, you know what? I've been trying to talk to God and I ain't getting any help back, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, so I don't know, you know, how am I supposed to be on, on the side of that y'all are at when I can't? Yeah. Um, it's crazy how good, I love the screenplay for this. Like I loved how, how it, uh, how it made itself work. Um, yeah, uh, I think those were the things that really affected me the most in the in the movie. There's a lot of really cute scenes where the where the kids are just being kids. Um, oh, that like dumb a, bust scene! Oh, the the song, the little song that they did. Oh um, God, I can't say that. Is I've never been in that situation. You know, like it's not. Uh, I cannot like say that that doesn't happen. But like, I'll give know. them this. They made me remember a lot of cringe moments when I was a kid. So I'm like. That that is relatable because you do a lot of stupid shit when you're a kid. Yeah, but I, so. I don't know. I I found some things that they did endearing. Like I really like that. There's a scene where they or the girls form like a club, and they're like, uh, "All right, our club is meeting here or whatever." And then they meet, and it's like, "All right, we're all gonna bring our journals and talk about the boys that we like." And it's like, that's it's so simple. Like it's so weirdly like it's so like not basic in a bad way but like it's so simple and they portrayed like coming of age in such a beautiful way with like very simple things and uh movie just works works that simplicity to its favor it's I don't know. Maybe I'm nostalgic to like a time where we were growing up without phones but I (laughs) am I think about this constantly, and this movie, this and the movie Bottoms was like a great reminder of like all the wild adventures that we would get to before I that became bot- such a big part of our lives. I think Bottoms was a great reminder of how stupid we were in high school, and I think this movie is a great reminder of how stupid we were in middle school. Yeah, and both in a uh, good way. Like I kind of miss know, being, yeah, I kind of miss being that unaware of the world and oh, the enjoyment God, that that rent was me. due. Yeah, before car payments, a lot of things. Yeah, um, um, credit I, cards. Oh, fuck that noise! No, you know, there's another scene in this movie that I really want to talk about. That, like, for some reason, I was like, I get it. I wish there had been more moments like this when I was a kid. 
when uh, what's her name? Is it Nancy? No, it's not the Nancy. Friend? No, no, the, the one that the, all the friends make fun of. Oh, the or, tall one. Yes. Mm-hmm. When when the tall one confronts, oh, God damn it! I wish I could find her name. I can't find it. Um, essentially, when when she calls out uh, Margaret and says, "I know you guys talk about me. I know you make fun of me. You think this is easy for me?" Yeah. And like like that scene of like, huh? Empathy that matters. Margaret didn't even realize she was being a bad person. She she and she was unintentionally being bad. A bad she it wasn't the stupidity of adolescence when you don't realize how you might hurt someone is yeah. so fucking understandable because everyone you ever notice no one says i'm the bully everyone says that i was bullied you ever yeah. notice that yeah you're everyone is someone's darth vader of baltimore everyone is someone's bad guy you wronged them you didn't even know it you didn't maybe you didn't mean it but those moments happen, and I really appreciated the fact that that part happened. For some reason, that like stuck. I'm like, that's real. Yeah. I appreciate that. And also, that's that's also something that you don't see a lot in, in these coming of age movies. Like, there are teens that just develop before other teens. Like, yeah. I remember I was I, I I worked for about a year at a middle school. Like, my students were 10, 11 years old, mm-hmm. and I had students that were almost my height, Shit. and I had. St- students that like were below my like belt yeah and they were in the same class Oof. it just happens like it just happens and uh and they had to be in the same room and they had to like be in the same class and it was weird and it was strange and growing up it was also strange when like uh, some of us started developing before like i'm pretty tall like i'm i'm tall right now always been tall it was weird when i was like in sixth, seventh grade, and I was taller than everyone else, and like there was like a weird expectation from me to be sports, like, uh, basketball, not football? just not just sports. Like I've all, like uh, 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 th- th- this show has made no secret. I'm kind of a sensitive guy. I've always mm-hmm. been, so I was a sensitive kid. And so when people would see me be sensitive, it's like that's weird. You're like big. You're not supposed to be sensitive. And it's like I understood it at that at that age. Mm-hmm. Like I understood it, and. There's also this weird pressure of like growing up faster, which I've never, which I, I, which I understand why it happens. I was never a kid that wanted to grow up faster. Mm-hmm. Like never. Like I remember I was in like fifth, sixth grade and I, the, the, there were kids in my class that would look at me and be like, you watch cartoons. And I was like, this is the time where we watch cartoons. Like, yeah. Like that's what we're supposed to do. Like what, what else are people doing? Like it, like it took me a while, I think, even to like grasp, like other things. Like I, when I was in high school, I heard that like someone had sex with someone from like the school, and I'll be like, people we know, people we, like, yeah, people that we know, <laughs> like, like we're too young for that. Like, like I knew that. Like I, I, I that's how I felt. Um. So that those scenes, Laura, her, her, her name is Laura, by the way. Yeah, I just saw it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they were really important because you don't see those usually in uh, in, in in a coming of age story. And I like how there's like a little bit of a solution at the end. Like Margaret goes up to her and like invites her to dance, and they have this really good scene where they manage to make up by the end. What's called there? There's that. There's more character growth when uh, Barbara, Rachel McAdams' character. Kind of overloads herself with like the PTA 
and kind of mm-hmm. takes a step back and it's like, I'm going to go back to teach painting because I liked it. We don't need the money, but it gave me a sense of purpose. Um, and to her credit, when uh, Nancy's mother, Jan, asked her, so what do you want to do in the middle school PTA? She's like, mm, respectfully, deuces, I'm out. Respectfully. Like she's, she's so direct. She's like, I'm not doing it because... Because I don't want to. <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's a foreign that. concept to Jan. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't want to. Have a good day. Like she's just Deuces. like she doesn't insult her. She doesn't like say like like oh you all like you're all stupid for doing. No, she's like I don't want to. Simple as that. Fuck off. I'm out. You know. Yeah. And she's happy. And I like that. Same thing with the teacher. And same thing with Margaret. She's an adult. She's a mom. But she's also doing some things for the very first time, and she has to learn to adapt. She overtakes too much. There's a beautiful scene where she's trying to draw and cut all these stars that they're going to end up like throwing away for an, for an event. Stop and she's sitting there, and she's in front of this window, and she see this. She sees this bird just stop in front of a tree, and she gets this like urge of like, I have to paint it, like. And she, yeah, and she like stands up and like goes get all all, all of her things. So she starts to like get everything ready, and by the time she has everything ready, the bird flies away. And it's like it's such a real scene because like uh, as someone that has that, that that does like create some kind of art by by itself, I have like gotten like a hit on inspiration in the most uncomfortable moments, and thought that's where you kind of throw all logic in the window. Like one time I was I, I was taking a shower. And I was, when I'm taking a shower, I'm kind of like talking to myself. I, I, we all do it. I, I'm not ashamed. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm talking to myself and I come up with something that I really like while saying it. I'm like, I have to write that down. And I like, I have, I don't, I don't stop the shower. I open the door. I like slide the door and I'm like, I'm like paper. The, why is there no paper in this restroom? But like, and like, and like, I'm not <laughs> thinking. I just want to like get it done. But like, that's, that's what, that's how your brain works when you're, when you're thinking that way, when you're like, hit by a moment of inspiration. And I like that they don't show like, oh, she's a mom. So now she only does mom things. Like, no, she still has her life. She still has her problems. She still has what makes her happy. And I like that she finds it and refines it in this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, I'm always going to say it. Okay. <clears throat> so, no, man, I, I agree with you on a lot of those things. Um, one thing I will say for damn sure, if and when I ever do have a daughter, we're watching this movie probably a couple times. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's the same way that the book kind of became almost almost required reading. Uh, fuck it, this is like the one time where I'm like, you know what, you don't want to watch the book, you don't want to read the book, just watch the movie. The movie's pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. it's also it kind of gives weight. I remember Nikki telling me, um, and I guess peek behind the curtain here. Um, she said that they, it is a significant moment when you know a girl gets her first, you know period she's becoming a woman she's growing up more nikki told me like it is a significant like moment in in a young woman's life yeah um we so don't to have see it, yeah we we don't we yeah. so to see it portrayed in this manner right before she's about to go back to summer camp uh you know the mom's crying she's like you're growing up you know i don't want you to and you know the heartache and the love and the you know acknowledgement portrayed really well um Home movie through and through is is very well made and it does have a heartfelt message. Even if you, well, not you, even if I can't completely relate to it, I can acknowledge, I see what they were going for here. Oh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think this is this is uh, this might be the most underrated movie of the year. Like honestly, I think it it flew under the radar so much. Um, I hope it doesn't. I hope like people keep finding it and find a lot of good in it because I think it's uh, like I said at the beginning, this is freaking delightful. It, you know, it's weird. Oh, I know why it got lost. It came out though in the weeks before it. Uh, it came out around the time of the Mario Brothers and Evil Dead yeah. Rise. Which I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, you're gonna lose that fight. If you yeah. want to watch a, a good movie, watch Shizu. It's awesome. What's Shizu? Oh yeah, yeah. You told me about this. You told me about this. Did, yeah. did you ever see it? No, but you told me about this. Um, it was. It's good. It's good. It's yeah. really fucking bloody, but it's really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, so so was this. But yeah, yeah, that's true. You know. That's true. <laughs> I, love, I love how the George Foreman movie came out. They probably thought it was gonna be a blockbuster. Nah, bitch. It barely made six million dollars. <laughs> um, what would you rate it? Uh probably a B plus. I I will watch it someday. I think I'll. I think this one of those movies where I'll have a bigger appreciation for it. When I watch it, and it's more significantly like uh, a more significant part of my life when I have you know a kid, you know. Yeah. Uh, probably. I feel like it's just it's one of those. I'm not bashing it. I'm just saying like I think I'll have a great appreciate appreciation for it when I'm older. Well, what about yeah. you? What do you what do you give it? Um. This is a five out of five. It's a ten out of ten. I think this is. Really perfect. Yeah, I think this is downright a perfect movie. Um, so can I expect it on your top ten of the year? It might be on the top eight. <laughs> like, I am. Uh, uh, I am. Uh, I was floored by this. Like I, uh, 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 honestly, look. I like a good CGI fight as much as anyone else. I like a good, well written drama as much as everyone else. But lists are lists for a reason. They are my they're my opinion, and this is one of the best movies of the year. And <laughs> I'm kind of sad I caught it so late, but mm-hmm. I was really happy. Like I saw it, and I immediately wanted to like share it with everyone I know. Like mm-hmm. uh, I got uh, like I, also like my own peek behind the curtain. I showed this to my mom. Like I was mm-hmm. uh, I was like you should really watch it. Like I, I think I might like it. And she came back to me and was like, as a kid, like I grew up like in her same like timeline. Like I was a kid when in the same eight, in the same time when she was a kid. And mm-hmm. she said like, it was like, it was like, I rel- like for, to be able to see something with, share something with her and be, and, and, and her being like, I related so much. Like I, I, I felt, felt so realistic, like from the way that they dress, the way they talk, like I, it was incredible, and the fact that like, I I I had a chance to like connect with her in that in, the, in that way, and like also share with like more people that I hope more people check it out. It's great. Like these are the kind of movies that do. These are the kind of things that cinema could do for you, and they mm-hmm. really did it for me. So yeah, most likely you're gonna you're gonna see it on my uh, on, on my top ten. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying unless to unless. Unless Godzilla minus one and the boy in the hair are like better than this, that might dethrone it. But other than that, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll look, I can't, I can't speak for the boy in the hair, but Godzilla minus one, I'll say this much again. I'm not going to tell you the story, but I will say this. There were legitimate tears in the audience at <laughs> multiple points during the movie. It is the most human driven Godzilla film I've ever seen. 
incredible. Um, Which you know what? Who do you pay to watch? You you go to Godzilla movies for what? The people? No, you watch to see Godzilla smash shit. <laughs> so for me to say that this movie, like oh, the the people, that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. I really cannot wait to see it. Um, all right. But that's going to be Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. That was our review of the week. Next week. What are we doing next week? Wonka. Are we doing Wonka? Uh, well, what? actually, Wonka comes out the week after. Really? Yep. I checked. I, th- um, I, th- I thought it was the day after tomorrow. Oh, here in the U.S., it doesn't come out until the 15th. Maybe you guys oh. get it early? Are you sure? Because we're getting it on the 6th, yeah. Really? Hold on. I'm going to check. Let's yeah. See. Wonka... Release, yeah, in the U.S., December fifteenth. Oh, okay. Um, Mexico. I'll try to... Holy shit! You guys are getting it early. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, uh, how, how about this? Uh, I'll watch Napoleon, and we can do that one because I, I think you might have some words about that one. Oh, oh! I got fist to cuss for that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. did you see my thumbnail for it on the channel? I I saw your video. Like I saw your. Oh shit. I saw your thing. Um, uh, I might have something special for that one. Uh, Let's go. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I will see it. I will, I will try to see it this week, and uh, and we'll come back to that. Yeah. You All right, man. question: Have yeah. you seen Violent Night? Violent Night is that a new one? No, David Harbour. He came out last year. Yeah, we we did a review of it. Yeah. Did we do a review of it? Yeah, we did. Damn it. Okay, never mind. I was going to suggest we do a review of it. Never mind. Yeah, we did a review of it. Yeah. Ah, okay, never mind. All right. All right, folks. Next week, you will catch us uh, reviewing Napoleon. Yeah. All make, right. Yeah. Make sure that you take something to, like, keep your ass up during the movie. I'm just saying. All right. I'll I'll have a coffee then. Good. All right, man. All right. Well, that was our review. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we can find our, our reviews on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, as well as some video reviews on YouTube. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And this was the Rollback. Signing off with a reminder. Communicate with your kids. And, uh, your kids, I mean, religion is not more important than your kids. I'm just, you know, I'm fucking put that out there. Yeah. Rachel McCandles for Best Supporting Actress. (laughs) I will die on that hill. (laughs) All right. Good night. Bye, everyone. I mean, we're good there.